Well, good morning. Y'all, we serve an awesome God. Uh, just want to point that out to you this morning, in case you weren't aware. <laughs> we serve an awesome God. And, uh, and y'all, I'm at kind of a uh, strange place for, at the moment. Um, this is one of those times when God changes what he wants me to preach, <laughs> you know, right at the last minute. Um, so, uh, Christians are in kind of a strange situation. Because uh, we have to operate in this world many times, uh, not by sight, but by faith. And a song we sang earlier about I Will Rise, it, it pretty plainly talks about this time when our faith is going to be made sight. The thing that we have hoped for and believed and trusted for is going to be made into something tangible that we can touch and feel and see when we enter into the joy of the Lord. Uh, I got something I want to share with you real quick. and uh, I believe the Lord uh, has just put this on my heart and It's not easy, okay? It's kind of a sensitive thing, and I'm trying to be as sensitive as I possibly can. But, you know, um, this past year, I've, uh, I lost my mom, and uh, Lisa's back there, and she recently lost hers, and... <clears throat> It's tough, y'all. I mean, I know many of y'all sitting here today have, have went through those same things, and you know how hard it is. But God gave me this verse a while ago and reminded me of it, and, and I really feel like this is what God wants me to share with y'all this morning because it applies not only to, to those that have, have already died and went on, but it also applies to other things in our life that we have trusted God for and you know this election coming up is one of them and and so uh the what I want to share with you is first Thessalonians chapter 4 and I'm going to start in verse 13 and before I go any further let's go to the Lord in prayer father I just come to you right now and father I just totally submit to you and your will right now father I ask that you you just move in this place that you would stir our hearts up father not only Lord, that we would just have a fire in us. But God, I ask that you just send your Holy Spirit right now to uplift us, Father. That we would have joy of the Lord in our, in our hearts and our minds. Lord, the Word says real plainly to us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Father, we can't find strength in any other place that's lasting. But God, the joy of the Lord is everlasting. And I just thank you and praise you, God, that you are at work and you're moving in this place today. And I ask that you have your way. Send your anointing, Lord, that I might speak and say the very thing you'd have me to, and nothing else, Lord. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep. And this is the part I really want to focus on right here. It says, That you sorrow not, 
even as others which have no hope. Okay, so this is the strange predicament that Christians find themselves in. We're, we're not the same as everybody else in this world because our sorrow is not tied up in a situation where we have no hope. Okay? So I, I realize that the rest of this chapter is really focusing on uh, the resurrection of the dead when Jesus returns, y'all. And that is a huge part of it, that we don't sorrow like the rest of the world that has no hope. But we, we may have sorrow for a time, but joy comes in the morning. I want y'all to understand today that we serve a living God, that He's not a God that, that leaves us stranded and helpless by ourselves, but that when there is a time of sorrow, He comes and He brings peace that surpasses all understanding. I don't know how it happens. That's how it's beyond understanding, right? I don't know why it happens the way it does, but I know I have a God that loves me and cares about me. He's good to me, and He knows when I'm hurting, and He comes and ministers to me. We don't sorrow like everyone else that has no hope. You see, in the, in the midst of, of sorrow and pain, we can still find that little glimmer of joy knowing that the one we've lost is no longer feeling any of the pain they had before. They're not struggling with the trials and tribulations of this world. But now they are in the presence of our King. They're in the presence of our Savior. You see, they in that moment have their reward. What better thing could you ask for but to be at His feet? I can't think of nothing else. But y'all, I want to just carry this on a little further because we, we live in a country today that's lost. We live in a country today that, that sees the hopelessness that there is in this election coming up. Without God, there is no hope. Without Him intervening in this situation, it's, it's nothing better than hopeless. If we put all of our trust and faith in a man or a woman, it's not going to get us anywhere. But you see, we're children of the Most High King. We know who is in control. We know who is on the throne. We know it doesn't matter what man or woman sits in that position. God is still over them. Whether they acknowledge Him or not, it doesn't matter. You see, His authority goes beyond what somebody thinks about Him. His authority goes beyond what other people can conceive of Him. He's in control no matter what. So we might find ourselves in a feeling of sorrow and hopelessness sometimes in this world, but because we are children of God, we don't have the same kind of hopelessness and sorrow that the rest of the world has because we know there is hope when our King is in control. It's not easy. Nobody likes it. We don't like to be in these situations. These things bring about trials for us. We find ourselves in places where we don't want to be. But in the midst of all of that, as children of God, guess what happens? When we depend on Him and trust in Him, He shows up. He works whatever He's going to work in us. And through all of that, He gets the glory for it. I don't care who's elected Tuesday. I can say that because I trust Him. It doesn't matter who's in that, in that seat. Because I know my God's in control. 
Oh, there's ways I want it to go. Don't get me wrong. I have opinions and, and all those kind of things. But ultimately, God's in control. If He puts somebody there I don't want to be there, well, He must have a purpose. We, we see time after time that the Israelites, when they would finally get to the end of themselves, what would happen? They would cry out to God and then He'd move. Y'all, maybe we're not there yet. Maybe he's got to take this country another notch lower before people will cry out to him. Man, I hope not. I hope they're crying out to him now. I don't want to go that far. God never wanted Israel to go that far away. He wanted them to turn to him quickly and repent, but many times they wouldn't, and that's where our country is. We have went farther and farther and farther away from him, and we may not be at the point yet where we're going to cry out to him as a nation. But y'all, we don't sorrow like the rest of the world that has no hope. We look toward the hope that is in Christ Jesus. And y'all, I can tell you this much. I don't know who's going to rule in the election come Tuesday. But I do know that my king rules. uh, He has a sovereign rule. He has a providence that goes beyond what the United States of America has. His rule is ultimate. You might find yourself in a situation today that seems hopeless. Y'all, I've seen time after time where I've been in situations, whether it be at work or whatever, where I just could not see how a good thing could come out of it. It's going to be one of them things where I just got to bite down and endure. But when I begin to trust in the Lord and and bring Him into that situation, what I begin to see is I begin to see all those things that were definite change. Because see, that's what God does. I don't always understand why He allows things to happen the way He does. But I do know this. It brings glory to Him in the end. I don't know why we have to lose people in this world. Man, I hate it. It's it's a miserable thing. Nobody likes to endure. Nobody wants to see a 10-year-old girl be harmed like that and to lose their life at that age especially. But man, I know this. God is good, okay? The situation you're in may not be good. The, The thing you've had to go through in your life may not be nothing about it that's good. But I know God is. He said, real plainly there, y'all, we don't sorrow like those that have no hope. If you go on to verse 14, it says, For if we believe, you have to count yourself in this number, y'all. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. Y'all, my hope is not only in being in heaven, but it's being reunited with all of those that have gone on before me. You know, there's people in my past that I don't even know that I want to meet and see. Grandparents and things like that. I just want to I want to encounter those people and, and come to know them. Maybe it's even someone in the Bible that I just can't wait to meet. Man, there's plenty of those. There is going to be a great reunion day. Y'all know that song? Man, there is some biblical truth there. And when that day comes, y'all, there's going to be rejoicing. 
We have hope. Man, don't let this world take your hope away. It, it'll try. The old devil, he'll try, man. He'll, he'll try to wear you out and, and steal all the hope you have. But listen, my hope ain't in things of this world. If you put them in the things of this world, they'll fail you. If you put your hope in material things, they break down and wear out. You put them in people in this world, they will just flat out lie to you and cheat and steal and leave you. And I mean, People will forsake you. Don't put your hope in the things of this world, but you put them in Jesus Christ. And get, listen to me, His rewards are sure. He says, I will reward those that diligently seek me. That's a guaranteed promise. It's, it's something that He holds dear. Okay? What are you doing if you go and co-sign a loan? You're guaranteeing it, right? You're saying, if they can't pay, I'm going to pay it. You're guaranteeing that that thing's going to be right. It will be made right in the end, right? You're putting your name on it. You're saying, by my name, I will make this thing right. Y'all, Jesus has put His name on these promises. It's for His name's sake. You understand that? If for no other reason, if we erased all of the stuff about how much He loves you, how much His grace and mercy extends towards you, if we just washed all of that away and didn't even examine any of that, it's for His name's sake. Y'all, He is not going to let His name be tarnished. Not anything He does, right? Now, y'all, we'll, we'll tarnish His name. We do stupid stuff and tarnish the good name God has. But He is going to uphold His good name. I'm telling you all of that for a very good reason because I want you to understand that as the enemy comes against you and tries to destroy the hope you have and the things that you might be looking forward to, you need to remember that God keeps His promise. For His name's sake. It ain't for yours, it's for His. He will not allow His name to suffer corruption. We look at this account here where Paul is, is telling people about the coming of the Lord, man. And y'all, we, we have got to get fired up about the coming of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you why. It ain't just because I'm ready to escape the evil of this world, but we need to remember that He is coming and that there is a whole host of people that need to be ready for that. Let me tell you something. Sometimes the loss of a loved one is the reminder you need to say, you know what? Jesus is coming one day and I better make sure my stuff is together. If you had a, a trip coming up and somebody was going to come pick you up at your house to take you on a trip, what are you going to do? Are you going to wait till they show up to start packing? Not if you got any good sense. I know a few people like that that will just wait around. Oh, we're leaving now? Well, let me get some stuff together. No. You're going to ahead of time be getting things together and getting ready for it, especially if it's a trip you're excited about, right? You say, oh, we're going to Hawaii? Man, 
A month ahead of time, Rhonda's going to have the house packed. Waiting for that day, right? Maybe your thing ain't Hawaii. Maybe it's Colorado. If somebody says, I'm taking you on a vacation to whatever the place is that you just can't wait to get to, what are you going to do? Man, you're going to be excited and you're going to be looking forward to that thing. You're going to be making preparations for it. And you're going to make sure everybody you know knows you're going. Right? Huh? Come on, church. We've got a blessed hope in Jesus Christ. And it ain't just that I'm going to get to meet Him someday. It ain't just that I don't want to go to hell. Man, He's got a reward for me. He's got something good on the other side for me. And I can't wait to see what it is. Some of it's told to us. Some of it's laid out pretty plainly. But some of it's a surprise. Y'all like surprises? Some of you don't. Some of y'all like to know every little detail. But man, he's got some good stuff for us, y'all. The Bible says, you know, it's not real clear yet what we're going to be like. But I know this much. I'm going to be just like him. We saw examples of how Jesus walked on this earth after he rose again. And man... He sat down and ate with people. He, he touched and handled people. People touched Him. Y'all, he had, he had a physical form, but at the same time, God would just show up out of nowhere and scare people. Hey, how y'all doing? Come walking in through a wall or something, you know. At one time, the disciples were all sitting there in a room. All the doors and windows were shut, and all of a sudden, Jesus is just there. Yeah, that'll creep you out, won't it? But y'all, it it gives us a glimpse into what it's going to be like. You see, sometimes we get this ideal of heaven that don't sound all that great. I I remember people talking about when I was a kid, we're going to stand around the throne and we're going to worship God forever. I'm like, y'all, that don't sound too fun. (laughs) Maybe for a little while, but... You know, as a kid, I'm thinking in the confines of my physical body, at some point I'm going to get tired. And I'm going to want to go do something else besides just standing there, you know. Well, y'all, He's got good things for us. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Huh? You think it ain't going to be excellent? It's going to be excellent, I promise you. Can we describe it? No. Your eyes and your mind and your mouth cannot comprehend or express what it is God has in store for you. You think we got a blessed hope? I guarantee you we got a blessed hope. If we don't get that in our spirit right now as a child of God on this earth, how are we ever going to convince anybody else they need to be saved? Saved from what? You see, the Bible tells us that it's the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. Man, every now and then it's good to hear some fire and brimstone. Every now and then people need to be reminded that there is a hell and it's real and it's real hot. But I'm going to tell you this. The Bible says the goodness of God is what draws men to repentance. And so sometimes they might need to hear that, but it needs to be coupled with the message that God loves you and He does not want that for you. Y'all, my hope is not in just being saved, okay? 
My hope that God has put in my heart is that, that I'm going to be with Him and it's going to be great. We've had many people that went on before us. Man, it hurts. I had a teacher in high school say one time that, and I know he was trying to make a point, but he said, once you, once you die, people don't remember you. You know? And what he was trying to say was that you might think you're somebody and that people know you and everything, but once you're gone, in general, people don't think about you anymore. He's trying to, trying to tell you that, look, you're not as important as you think you are, and until you do something to make a name, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking, because I had just lost my dad when he was saying this, I'm like, that ain't right. A couple years that went by at that point, I'm thinking, man, I think about him every day. Okay? Still to this day, I, I think about my dad almost, not maybe not every day, but real often. Okay? Still think about my mom all the time. Y'all, it hurts, man. I understand that. But my, my sorrow is not in that they're gone. It's that I'm not with them. Okay? The, the sorrow comes from just the separation that's temporary. It's more, uh, it, it changes from just that initial hurt to a longing. And it's the same way for my love for Jesus Christ, y'all. It, I long to be with Him. You see, the Word says that He's coming back for a people that love His appearing, that are longing for Him, that look for it. Y'all, I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to be in a church where we just sit around. I sit around surviving. I want to have a des- desperation in us and longing for His kingdom. Longing for His coming. There's got to be a great hope within me of what is to come. Don't let the things of this world wear you down to the point where you just give up. People that say, I'm not even going to vote because there's no point. Yeah, there is a point. If for no other reason, because men have fought and died for your right to do that. Do it for that reason alone. You say my vote don't count. Somebody's counting them. All right? Maybe that ain't exactly the way our system works, where it's popular vote that wins, but I guarantee you, they count them votes. It counts. Yeah. It might make more difference than you think it does. Where it really makes a difference is that local election. In the state elections, man, it makes a huge difference. That's the people passing those votes up to, for the presidency. And I know, look, I'm not trying to get political with y'all today. I'm trying to tell you, don't lose your hope just because of men. Don't lose your hope in what God is going to do just because situations tell you otherwise. My eyes are on Him, not on all this around me. I don't sorrow as those that have no hope. I have hope. 
My hope is not in the things of this world, but it's in Jesus Christ. And y'all, it ain't just hope, okay? It ain't blind faith. No. You see, I know Him. See, if somebody I don't know makes a promise, I don't put a whole lot of stock in it. Y'all hear me today. I don't put a whole lot of stock in the promises Donald Trump makes. Because I don't know Donald Trump. But I know Jesus. He has, he, he's established a track record with me. Hmm? Maybe you don't know him as well as I do. Maybe you know him better than I do. I'm going to tell you all this much. He's proven himself to be just, to be faithful, to be true. When he says, I'll never leave you, he means it. When he says, I'll never forsake you, he means it. When he says that I'll bring joy when you need it, he means it. How is it you find joy in the midst of sorrow? I don't know. I just know he does it. And he loves you. He cares about you. He don't intend for you to sit there and, and, and be tore up for too long. Y'all, there's a grieving process that we need to go through. If you don't, you're, you're probably going to bring about some problems. You need to go through it. You've got to get rid of that and then, and then focus on the goodness of God. I ain't saying it's going to just immediately quit hurting. I know it takes time. And even now... There's still days that are rough. But man, my God is good, y'all. I turn to Him every time and, and immediately the peace of God comes in and begins to surround me. And, and He shows me that even though you're hurting, even though you don't understand what's going on, even though you're in the midst of stuff that just blows your mind, I'm right there with you, Kevin, and I'm never going to leave you and I'm never going to forsake you. What, is, what does that mean? Why does he say that? It almost sounds like he's saying it twice, right? He, he's saying, I'm going to never leave you. Then he says, I'll never forsake you. Those are two different things. You need to understand that. Because just, so, just because somebody's with you doesn't mean they're for you. To forsake somebody is to just turn your back on them and say, I don't want nothing else to do with you. But no, He is right there with you and He's for you and he's, he's, he's presenting your case before the Father on the throne. Y'all, He is our advocate. My hope is not in this world and you shouldn't be either. It's in Him. 